0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: This morning our scripture reading is taken from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was... He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his Word. Amen. Amen.
0: So as I do each and every week, I remind you that in your bulletin, you have a compass guide, you have scripture passages, you have space to, uh, to answer and reflect on some questions that I have given you throughout the entire week. Uh, and if you misplace your bulletin throughout the week, you can certainly follow along on our Facebook post because they're the same scripture passages and questions that you get each day on Facebook. Uh, but there's also space in there where you can take notes. You just jot down a couple of things that the Spirit is speaking to you today, uh, because I know that the Spirit will speak uh, to us today. That's so why I ask that you would pray with me and invite that Spirit in. Gracious and loving God, we come striving to hear your word, and so God, speak to us now. Speak to us those words that you have prepared for us. And God, I ask that, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people In Jesus' name, amen. Words are powerful. Words have deep meaning. Words can encourage. Words can diminish. Words can make you feel like you are invincible and then bring you to the lowest point of self-worth. Words are important. Words are power. This is how we started this worship series three weeks ago. And again, each week since. We've been talking about our words and and how we use them. Do we build up? Or do we tear down? Do we hurt others with them or do we offer life-giving words? What has it been for you This week. Seems like I start each week this way. It's like, all right, so reflect back on your past week. And what was it for you this past week? Have you reflected on your words? Have you you reflected on maybe not what you said, but maybe how you said it? So our first week, we'll do a little recap here. Our first week, we talked about those words that we use in our everyday lives. The words we use from the time we get up to the time we go to sleep. These are words that we share maybe at school. Maybe these are, are words that we share at work with coworkers and bosses. Maybe these are words that we, that we share with people at the store, at the coffee shop, at the restaurant. Maybe we share these words with people that are just kind of walking down the street that we come across. What are those words that you shared with those people this week? You see, if you remember back three weeks ago, we talked about this and I said that you got to be really careful with the words that you say. Uh, And you might remember a couple of the analogies that we said, because once you say them, there's a lot of times you can't take them back. Certainly, you can ask for forgiveness, but that doesn't mean that the person unhears the words that you spoke. It was kind of like, you remember, we said the the little popper bottles that when you pulled the string and all the streamers shot out of them, it was kind of hard to get everything back in there. Or maybe it was the tube of toothpaste when you squeeze the toothpaste, all of it out of the tube really fast, and then somebody says, okay, great, put it back in. You can't get it back in. What we say matters. And so what we say to other people matters because they don't unhear those words they may ring in their head for days and weeks to come the the second week we talked about family words those words that we speak to our to our kids or to our grandkids or to our parents grandparents relatives what are those words that you're speaking to your family are they life-giving words that you're speaking to them? Are they words that you're saying, I love you. I care for you. I want nothing but the best for you. I'm watching out for you. What are those words that you speak to your family? We also talked about withholding kind words. That if you don't say the kind words, you don't say the complimentary words or the encouraging words, those can do just as much damage as saying the bad words, the hurtful words. And then last week we talked about words when it came to politics, a topic that every pastor loves to preach about. (laughs) I said that I don't believe you can be a Christian and not be involved in politics because politics is all about caring for people, or at least it should be maybe that's where we kind of took the left turn at Albuquerque, Uh, was that they should be words and they should be things to help people, not to hurt people. And so we should be involved in the right way in politics. But we also talked about not only talking, but also about listening and the art of debate, of having healthy conversations and, and truly hearing from the other person's perspective, knowing what the other side believes. I heard more than once over this past week that, there, that there's this person that I should probably have a lot of conversations with uh, because she has a way of seeing both sides of their arguments all the time. And so, Nancy, I probably need to sit down at some time and really talk about that. Uh, but multiple people have said something about that. So, I <laughs> But there's truth in that. You need to know both sides. You can't just sit on one side and constantly say the other person is wrong while the other person is on the other side saying they're right and you're wrong because then nobody really talks to each other. They end up talking at each other. And so Dan shared the, uh, the wonderful mathematical reasoning for not discussing some of these things. But I think we're better than that. I think we can, can try to get somewhere in the middle but you see, after all of this talk, these, these three weeks that we've gone through, we, we have yet to talk about one other piece. See, we've talked about all the stuff that's out in the community that we talk about. We talked about the family words and we talked about politics, but what we haven't talked about yet are the words that we speak to ourselves. And sometimes those are the most difficult ones. The words that we speak to ourselves. What words do you speak to yourself every day? When you get up and you go stand in front of the mirror, what are those words that you speak to yourself? Are there words that that you recite, maybe not out loud, but in your head? How's that conversation going in your head? Is it good? Is it maybe not so good? You see, these are the words that keep replaying over and over in our heads. They're the ones that nobody else can block out because they're our words. Nobody else really hears them, but we do. Over and over. Where do we get those words from? I think we get these words uh, from our parents. From co-workers, from bosses, from schoolmates. They're the ones that, that say things through us throughout the day, and then they end up embedding themselves into our brains. And they become part of who we are. Which is why we spent three weeks talking about the words that we say. Because what we say matters. Because what we say to somebody gets embedded in their brains. And those are the words that they repeat over and over and over again to themselves when they get up in the morning. So maybe we think about that over all of the topics that we've talked about this past week that that we sit here and we think about, okay, do I want that person to constantly think about that word every time they get up? Maybe we think about that. What are the words that you hear every day? How about this? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. God's Word for us today is not the words that we keep hearing over and over and over again that keep beating us down. Now, if you're hearing encouraging words, great, that's where we're going. But if you don't, Reminding you that that God's words are what we need to be hearing and what we need to be hearing over and over again, not the ones that keep beating us down. God's word counters our own self-talk. It erases a lot of our view, the low view that we have of ourselves. Hits that little delete button and just wipes it away. God's word speaks the hope and promise. God's word speaks grace and love to our hearts. But what are these words? What are the words that we long to hear, the the words that we don't want to keep replaying, but the ones that we want to hear from God's word? And I tell you, in the beginning was the word. And not, not the word, but what do we hear? The Word is Jesus Christ. So when people say, you know, what do we want to follow? We want to follow God's Word. I think we would do so much better if we followed God's Word, Jesus Christ. Because that is what John is telling us in this Scripture passage. It's in God's Holy Word. It's what Jesus says to us. And so what is Jesus speaking to you? What are those words that you want to hear spoken through Scripture by Jesus' own words? And so here's some of those things that, uh, that we hear. There was a man lowered through a roof, needed healing. And his friends brought him, dug a hole in the roof, dropped him through the hole, right down in front of Jesus, and, and Jesus turns to him and gives him Life-giving words. He says, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Countless times in Scripture we hear that there's a story of, of a leper that is in need of healing. He's got all these skin sores all over his body. Nobody wants to get near him. Can you think of the words that this leper would hear? Day in and day out, as he's sitting out at the city gates and people are walking by him, and and the words that they hear actually, the words that they have to actually speak is unclean, unclean as they walk through an area. So that everybody knows, don't get anywhere near them. But Jesus' words to the leper are different. Jesus' words are, be clean, you're healed. On a certain Sunday, a certain Sabbath day, a man comes up with a withered hand and can't function with one of his hands, so he's got a, this pretty big problem. Everybody else tells him just going to go away, and Jesus turns and says, come here, come close. Yes, he heals his hands, but, but he says, come here. A woman walking behind Jesus reaches out, just wants to touch his robe. She touches his robe and is healed. But Jesus has words for her too. He says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Jairus has a daughter. And Jesus simply turns to her and says, arise, get up. These are life-giving words that we are hearing from our Savior, from the Word of God. Blind Bartimaeus is standing by the side of the road and can't see anything, and Jesus walks by and asks him, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus' response is, I want to see. I just want to see. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to hear the words blind anymore. Because these are the words that are beating me up each and every day. And Jesus says, Your faith has healed you. Centurion servant is the same way. And Jesus says, Be healed. There's a widow's son that that Jesus said, arise. These are all life-giving words that we are hearing from him. A woman arrives at a dinner party and and Jesus is reclined with all of the people around the table with his feet out behind him. And this woman comes up and, and starts to wash his feet. Washes his feet, dries it with her hair. And what Jesus said wasn't directly to her. He says it to everybody at the table. Because they were all concerned about the image that that portrayed with Jesus. And, and Jesus tells everyone around the table, she loved so much. So she hears those words spoken to somebody else, but at implants in her mind about how much she loved Lazarus is told, come forth. Come out of that grave. You don't need to be in there anymore. You don't need to be wrapped in those grave clothes. You don't need to be wrapped in the words that you heard before. Here is the life-giving word for you. Come forth. Ten lepers, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. You see the pattern that's forming? And Jesus' life-giving words... Jesus called to the children Said, come and he welcomed the children but not just the, the children. I think we hear this many times that, that the young at heart, those that are like children that come forth with the, with the absolute honesty and openness and love in their hearts to experience Jesus. And Zacchaeus he goes to Zacchaeus' house. He tells Zacchaeus, Salvation has come to your house today. Salvation has come to your house today. That is a life giving word. Talk about life giving. Jesus approached the woman at the well where nobody else wanted to be with this woman. And Jesus comes up to the woman at the well and, and says, Hey, can you get me some of that water? And of course she was man, if you knew <laughs> all this stuff and And Jesus said, if you knew who asked, you would ask me and I would give you life giving water. Life giving water, life giving words from the Word of God. And the woman caught in adultery. Where are your accusers? Where are those where are those people that have been telling you all those horrible things that have been filling your head with all those negative words? Where are they? Because I don't see them. They've all dropped their stones and have gone away. Erasing the negative words that she had heard over and over again to hear the life giving word of Jesus. And finally, Jesus on the cross. The ultimate showing of his love for us. And there's a thief on the cross. And the thief on the cross is is hanging there thinking, this is it, it's over. All the stuff that I have done, all the words that I have spoken, all the actions that that have demeaned other people, it's all over. But yet, this man hanging next to me Jesus, I could ask him, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, today, today you will be with me in paradise. Erasing all of those words, all of those actions, and offering him life. New life. Everlasting life. These are all words for us from God, and they speak of hope, grace, and love. What words are you hearing? What words have you heard that you want erased? What are those words that you say, you know what, I don't want to hear them anymore? When I get up in the morning, I don't want to hear that word. Can you think of that word that you don't want to hear anymore? How do you get rid of that word? And I think it's simple. I think it's simple. I think it is, it is asking God for a life-giving word. So that you can exchange that word. So that you can take whatever that negative word is that you keep hearing over and over again and you can exchange it for a life-giving word. And maybe that life-giving word is hope. Maybe it's grace. Maybe it's mercy. Maybe it's beautiful. Maybe it is son or daughter of the living God. I mentioned before that, uh, that Martin Luther would, would get up every morning and look at the mirror and, and say, basically remind himself that he was a baptized child of God every morning so that he knew as he got off to the rest of his day, he started it out with that positive, that life-giving word. And that helped him throughout the day. So what word do you need to replace? And maybe you do that. Maybe I see a a couple of you writing things down. Maybe you want to write that word down. Just get that out on paper or wherever. Maybe you're going to take your phone out and you're going to text it to yourself or just drop it in a note there. But take that life-giving word and exchange it. Say, okay, here's the word that I want to get rid of. Let's wipe that out. What's the word I'm going to use? And I encourage you to do that. Figure out which word that is, whether it is hope, grace, mercy, beautiful, Child of God. Beautifully and wonderfully made. There is so much. So much written down by what Jesus says. The Word of God. That we need to hear. That life-giving Word. In the beginning. Was the Word. And the Word was God and the word was with God this is what we know and the word of God came and dwelt among us and the word of God is still among us so I encourage you to do that I also encourage you to choose your words wisely choose your words wisely because what you say and what you do matters words have power And that power sometimes can be wielded angrily, hurtfully, or it can be encouraging, and it can be loving. And so I encourage you to do that. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, thank you for the life-giving word that you give to us. God, thank you for the message of the power of words that, that what we say and what we do matters. Not only to ourselves and to our families, but, but to strangers down the street, co-workers and friends. Because what we say impacts their lives. And so God, as we think about that and now we think about the words that we hear, the words that we have heard throughout our lives, God, help us to erase them and replace them with a life-giving word that you have offered to us this morning. God, all of this, all of this I name in that precious and wonderful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. The Word of God. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning, we're going to sing twice through. It's number 171 because there truly is something. There is something about That name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth. about that name. Amen. There is something about that name. That name that gives us life-giving words. Hear those life-giving words today. Take them with you. Maybe go across and get a cup of coffee and speak some life-giving words to others around you. And just share in holy conversation. And now, as we go forth from this place, as we finish our Power of Words series, again, I encourage you to be careful with what you say. Say those encouraging words. Build up. Don't tear down. And go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.